Testing, testing. Mm. What's that testing for? It's clearing my throat. Mm. Hey, Selena. Hey, Nikki. And hey, everybody. Welcome to Sweet Tea and TV. Uh, uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite day. <laughs> I've thrown you for a loop with that, huh? Uh, I can keep up. <laughs> Maybe. Come on. So we are to the finale finale. We officially finished season three. Three seasons down. Holy moly. Where did yeah. time go, Selena? I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so let's just chat for a sec. All right. What have you been up to? Uh, well, I guess um, probably the, the very biggest thing is that uh, Casey and I celebrated our 10-year anniversary. Oh, At the very nice. end of October. Yeah. So um, I, th- I think that's probably probably because like, I'm like, well, that was a happy time. Because <laughs> I was on vacation. Oh. Your vac- your anniversary trip, not your wedding, 10 years ago. That's right. That's okay. right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 10 years ago at that wedding, that was the last time I was happy. No. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we don't, I don't know that we don't really make that big of a deal of our, you know, just regular anniversary. In fact, a lot of time we, times we usually like wind up at like Fright Fest or something because it's, really? it's right before Halloween. I thought you'd been out of town like the last three anniversaries. No. I mean, Didn't unless you, you go count- leaf peeping? In the Northeast? That was four years ago. That wasn't for our anniversary either. It was just oh. it was just a leaf peeping time, which happens to be around our anniversary. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, unless I called it an anniversary trip then, and I don't remember. That tells you how much I cared. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I care so much. Um, so a pandemic later, you yeah. finally took a trip for your anniversary. We finally took a trip for our anniversary, and we went to San Diego. Neither one of us had ever been before. It's a real gap in our travel history. So um, I, I don't know what to say except for I've the only place I can think of that has more perfect weather than there is the rainforest. That's the only other place where I was like, you think that rainforest is really humid, right? Feels sticky. I didn't think so at all. I've been to two rainforests and then both of them, the weather was so perfect i didn't understand it like it almost felt like it was like laboratory created or something um i'm waiting for you to be like are you sure you weren't on a disney ride (laughs) (laughs) um but that was the only that's the only other like environment but um i i mean yeah just it never got higher than 75 degrees it never got lower than like the high 50s um i mean and then and then i I didn't go with an itinerary. Not really. I just Mm. wanted to not have my life planned because I'm, I bet you you can relate to this, but just like, just have a moment in time where you could just like really explore. Um, so I'd looked up a couple of things, but nothing like too crazy. I knew I had to have fish tacos because like literally every time I would be like, I'm going to San Diego and they'd be like, you got to try the fish tacos. I was like, any fish tacos? Anyone, anywhere. And apparently that was it. So that was like actually the very first thing we ate is we just popped in somewhere random and had fish tacos and they were delicious. They were good, huh? Um, but uh, Balboa Park, right? I mean, this is like, I didn't know a lot about San Diego, but I knew about Balboa Park mm-hmm. and I knew about the San Diego Zoo, which is incidentally in Balboa Park. Um, I would just say that when it comes to that park, 
I cannot get over the architecture, which is like this beautiful mix of Mediterranean and like this Spanish style. And you just kind of feel like you've been dropped in another part of the world. And I will say as a Southerner, like just to get back to the crux of our podcast here, as a Southerner, California almost feels like you're in a different country in comparison to being here in Georgia. Like the plant life is different. The land around you is different. Uh, The architecture is not the same. People are growing lemons in their front yard, which is amazing and wonderful. I would love to grow citrus in my front yard. You know, like it's just, it's just so, it's just so beautifully different. And you do get to like, you don't have to go through the pain of international travel, but you just kind of feel like you're a world away. And And I love that. Like every part of California is different too. Right. So San Diego feels very different from LA, which feels very different from San Francisco, which feels even very different from like Sonoma. It all feels different because California is such a big state. Well, I'm sitting here going, yes, yes, yes. But I've been to San Diego and I've been to um, areas in in and around LA, uh, but I have not extensively traveled California. One of my dreams is to like uh, take a two week trip and do the Pacific Coast Highway. It would be cool. Um, So, and they have like trains and stuff out there that you can do that are supposed to be really interesting, including like, I think a glass top one, which would Mm. be a really like going through, especially the North part. So did you guys go to Tijuana? We did not do that. Ah, you had no, to get some fish yeah. tacos in Tijuana. That's probably where they would be the best, no? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, maybe if we go back again, I think we would just, like, we were like, oh, I've got passports and a lot of stuff. Um, so we didn't get quite that far. And that probably would, be, would have been the benefit of doing a little investigating ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to say, actually, that I think my number one absolute favorite thing, hands down, for both of us, actually, was the zoo. Mm. I, um, I've just never been to a zoo like that before. Like, uh, sometimes I, it's hard for me to go to a zoo because I feel like the animals look sad. Mm. I've never seen such happy-looking animals. I was like, these animals look thrilled to be here. <laughs> and, like, just everything was so pristinely kept. Like, all the grounds. Like, not a, not even a crap of paper on the ground anywhere um and then like and not like some bs snacks and stuff like good snacks and good meals and for the animals or for you i'm gonna assume for them too but especially for me since i wasn't partaking in any of their meals okay um but yeah just like um and then like cute like zoo swag like I couldn't I was like why is this stuff so cute and I don't even know maybe I'm just like in vacation mode and I'm like oh everything is just amazing uh but and then like I got to see a koala up close for the first time ever and they're so cute and then I got to see a snow leopard that blew my mind there's like four in the world um and uh I mean not there's not really four but it's like really small they're very endangered. Um, so I just, I couldn't believe that I was sitting there looking at one and then not a snow leopard, but they also have just regular plain old leopards. And I went to go take a picture and that leopard looked me right in the eye and she Mm -hmm. said, I will eat you. No, it was definitely a woman. Maybe she was trying to get her shot. I will kill you. Um, (laughs) sure. She wanted to look good in your picture. She looks straight through my soul. Hmm. Um, uh, so, I mean, I think, I think that was the big stuff. Um, you know, we, oh, we did have like a, a beautiful hotel. Um, we stayed at the Fairmont Grand Del Mar. 
Uh, it's also like Spanish style architecture there. And it's just like so dreamy. Just everything. Uh, I could have just sat out there for hours and just and just been at peace. Um, so it was I'm looking lovely. at zoo pictures now and wondering, um, I wish I could show you these guys. They look like foxes with really giant ears. I don't know what those are. Lemurs? Uh, maybe. Are they going like this? No. Oh, I'm not sure then. <laughs> I can't turn my computer around. I feel like I need to show you this picture of the snow leopard, so you can, or the regular leopard, so you can see it look regular at me. Leopard. The regular leopard. It Here, says look. it's home to twelve thousand rare and endangered animals. Put your finger on it, so it'll do the live at you. Yikes! See, she looks cheesed off. What were you doing to her? Well, well actually, first I see your finger pointing. A man tried. Were you to... being rude? <laughs> I would never. Um, 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 uh, um, a male leopard tried to come on her side. Oh, that's what it was not about. Not having it. And that's what it was about. she like went on the attack mode. It was crazy. Um, it was all like all happening above our heads. We could stand to learn a thing from her now. Well, and I want to say too from the koalas. So one thing I did not know about koalas is apparently like every man had to have their own individual. I keep saying man and woman. <laughs> But every male koala had to have their own habitat because they fight. But then all the women hang out together. Well, sure. <laughs> and they're all friends. And I just thought that was really, there you go. It's yeah, everything you ever need to know. They really are. Um, but anyway, so that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Nothing. In comparison to what you just talked about, nothing. Not a thing. We probably should have started with that. <laughs> we don't talk about work on here intentionally. Um, but I think that I've been very busy with work is the short version. It's been a very demanding few weeks, months, while. It's been a very demanding time period for me at work. So that's been taking up a lot of time. Um, but we've done like the Halloween thing, the getting ready for Thanksgiving thing, which we've talked about a little bit. Um, so that's been kind of busy. We talked about how fall was a very busy time mm -hmm. in just general life, but in parent world, um, most importantly in my entire life, we've got a new Taylor Swift album. There you go. There you go. Well, what do we need to know? <sighs> it's good. Cause you know, I don't good. know anything. I know that makes me sad. It's really good. <laughs> She's like this. I, don't, I hope this doesn't date the episode too much, but within a week of releasing the album, she had the top 10 slots on the Billboard top 10 were all songs from her new album. For the first time in history, yeah. oh, a woman occupied all 10 slots. I did see that. And that is amazing. Good for so, her. It's a very good album. But yeah, no, I, when you talk about your trips, that's it's nothing. I have nothing exciting to share. <laughs> but I'm just living vicariously through you. That's not true. Tell them how you got a really bad burn in San Diego one time. I did. It's true. Yeah. I did. I thought the beach would be a lovely place to sit when it was slightly overcast. Well, I did come back with some really weird bug bites from there. So. Ooh. Yeah. So that happened. From the zoo? It was that snow leopard. Probably. <laughs> she hated me. <laughs> she really did. She unleashed her bugs on you. She did. Well, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You are now. I'm testing. Testing the boundaries. Push it. Ah. Push it real good. Baby, baby. Ooh, baby, baby. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So, Nikki, as you know, we rate every single episode of Designing Women. We, we do. <laughs> we do. Complete every. with creative rating scales. 
which sometimes is kind of tough. It is. Um, but, you know, because, like, math is fun. Uh, in preparation for today's episode, we also averaged our ratings. And I want to ask you, what did you guess your rating would be? So I guessed my rating would be three feels too low, four feels too high. Okay. So I went with 3.75. Okay. I thought you would give me like a straight in the middle of that number. You would think so. Yeah. That's not the way I roll. But like that's going towards the high side. I'm just saying. It's airing that way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is. And so what was it actually? It was actually a 4.16. So specific. Um, and is, so, so that, it, uh, well, actually what you guessed doesn't necessarily mean that's what you would have given it. So do you think that that is commiserate with your impression of the season? I think it's close. So I think when we think about, um, our rating scales, you and I maybe approach them differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about the rating scale, I think of a three as like a meh episode. Like I'd watch it again if I have to. Mm-hmm. A five is outstanding. Like the writing was great. The storyline was great. Anything below a three means like I really had some major issues with it. That we hold in common. Okay. Um, so I think for me, I would have guessed thinking back on the season, not quite a four. When I start really digging into that and thinking about the season, I might have actually gone more like a, f- a four feels fine. A four feels fair. 4.16 is a little too high for what I would have said. Um, but, you know, I went back and looked at all the titles of the episodes. I looked at our titles and just sort of refreshed my memory on some notes. And there were really some episodes I really did not love. Mm-hmm. But there were some episodes I really did love. So mm-hmm. a four feels like squarely between meh and outstanding. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I sort of rambled a little bit. <laughs> you didn't ramble. I think um, for me, it's like anything over a four, I considered it a really good episode. Yeah. Five is absolute perfection, which usually we I only have a handful of those in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you have to keep five sacred, right? Because like if everything's touching five, then I feel like I'm not doing my job. Somewhere in the three range means that it was watchable with some problems. Yeah. You know, so I think that's typically how I feel uh, on the three to 3.5 side. Yeah. It's good to know that we're both this difficult in our heads. You're welcome, everyone. In <laughs> case you were wondering. Difficult. It's strategic. Oh, strategic. <laughs> Excuse me. What would you have guessed your average rating was? So my guess before I did the math was a 3.4. 3.4. Okay. So watchable. Okay. With some problems. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but it was actually 3.8. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and so whether or not this is like in line with how I'd rate the season, what I would say is on the whole, I think that season three was the best out of the seasons we've seen so far. I think I agree with for that. For me. Yeah. So for that reason, um, I think a 3.8 feels fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to probably resonate with what you just said. But basically for me, this one had really high highs and really low lows. Mm. Uh, So I guess you could say I was surprised that the low lows didn't pull that score down some. And I think that's why I guessed what I guessed. It wasn't necessarily that I was like, I think this season is a 3.4. It was just me trying to do that long range thinking of everything I had scored at this point. It was hard for me to remember back to some of those early episodes. In the early episodes is when I thought we might be at a perfect season. Oh. I got through to like episode five and I was like, this is a really strong season. Yeah. And then we hit episode six and I went, 
Uh, maybe not perfect, but let's uh, let's just take it from here. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Episode six was the first one I gave a three. Everything to that point had been a four or a five. But I only gave one episode under a three, and that was the most recent episode, episode 22. I didn't hate any other episode as much as I hated that one. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. That's ratings for you. <laughs> well, I told you about the time I gave Casey... Tylenol PM on his way out the door to work. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to see how he was going to react. No, I thought it was regular Tylenol. Oh, and then no. later on that night, like I realized I'd switched up the bottles and I was like, <laughs> he, but he didn't tell you anything. He didn't know. So like later on, like I he wasn't curious I why he was asleep at his desk. Well, I fessed up to it and I was like, yeah, I, I hit a Tylenol PM today. And he was like, God, I was so tired. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that poor man. And he was like, I didn't know. He was like, I just thought maybe I didn't sleep well. Or... Oh. No, like, no, I dosed you. No, really, I roboed you. I, I was trying to get you I out. I drugged you. My bad. All right, so for this next little bit, I thought it would be kind of fun to do our review of season three, but in less of a reviewy sort of way, more of a flash sort of way. Because we cover every single episode, like, in, some might say, excruciating detail. Oh, well, I hope they don't. <laughs> that might be their first and last episode. I was going to say, some people who have moved on from us, people who listen to the show love the detail with which we cover it. But we cover everything with pretty, I feel like, a substantial amount of context and information. So I thought it would be more fun as we think back, like, as I was looking back for that rating segment we just did, I was thinking like, oh my God, this was the season with Ursula. Like I had totally mm -hmm. forgotten that. So I thought it would be fun to do sort of a long range view of the whole season, but do it fast. Okay. So. Mine is much like a summary. Okay. Uh, oh. I hope that's not too far from the. Let's see. Does it, is 60 seconds or less? I, uh, I, I time myself a few times. I did if too. I, if I go at a certain clip, the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. <laughs> me, 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 me. Are you timing me? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're not? Well, what's even the point then? That's true. Hold on. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do oh, it. You okay. don't need to focus on that. Okay. I will say that was making me run long. <laughs> I've been 15 seconds me trying to check the time. Okay. Uh, stopwatch. Reset. That was from me timing myself last time. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> you tell me when you're ready. I am ready. One, two, three, go. Season three kicked off with a family trip to Florida, but the travels didn't stop there. We were also treated to a girls' trip to Graceland and a women's wilderness, wilderness retreat in North Georgia mountains. LBT was serving up the laughs and the lessons, from sexual harassment and self-defense to fair wages and fair treatment for women in the workplace. Season three also introduced us to some interesting new clients, a millionaire cat, nudist, and a love interest for Suzanne. Speaking of love, Charlene and Bill got engaged and almost literally handcuffed in matrimony. Bernice nearly got hitched to Mary, Joe, and J.D. called it quits. But there's more than love in the air. Julia ran for office at the start of the season and then ran over the First Amendment at the end. Somewhere in between, she accidentally mooned nearly all of Atlanta society. Anthony won homecoming representative and became a big brother to Tyrone. Charlene joined and was free from a cult. Mary Jo contemplated breast implants and stood up for herself after getting mugged. Suzanne exercised her Second Amendment rights, almost got her money back, and nearly became the owner of a circus. Bring it on, season four. Ho-ho! One minute, 61 microseconds? I don't know. 
What are those called? I don't know. <laughs> oh, well done. Close are, enough. You, are you sweating now? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm hoping the snap is what got me to 61. Okay, so one minute, 61. Okay. All right, let me get up my handy-dandy timer. So mine is <clears throat> a bit of a poem. Oh, a poem. Okay. It rhymes a lot. I didn't pay attention to cadence and all that. Is it a dirty poem? No. Good God. What's wrong with you? I think you know. It's about Designing Women Season 3. How dirty can it be? <laughs> all right. Are you ready? What I think I'd like to... Can I do, can I do you a countdown? Yes, that would and be delightful. And then you'll start on one, okay? That'd be delightful. Three, two, one. Designing Women Season 3, a real journey, I guarantee. This season covered everything from curtain hems to MLMs, from jealousy to potential felony, from a photo shoot to a political dispute. Throughout the season, Julia got sued and found herself kind of in the nude. Suzanne hung out of a window with a rifle, and with Reggie MacDawson, she did not trifle. Mary Jo and JD broke up, and after a traumatic mugging, she bowed up. And sweet Charlene took a walk down the aisle, but only after she was handcuffed to her boo and an exotic dancer for a while. We can't forget Anthony, a serious college student on Zippy Up Pills, showing off his leg waxing skills. Not a lot of Reese this season, which is for the best. You know how he makes me depressed. And I need way more Bernice. Her screen time needs to increase. All in all, this was a solid season. Most of the time, there was a rhyme to the reason. Some of Julia's rants were a little off-key for me, but at least we got a road trip to Tennessee. What's next for us in season four? No idea, but give me more. 5307. I'm all sweaty. It's so funny how some of the same big moments came up in both of our reviews. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I guess that makes sense because we were covering only a certain number of episodes, but like Bernice's mm. wedding, Charlene's handcuffing. Um, <laughs> it's <just> funny. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of the same things that sort of circled. I was wondering. I was. Act- I'm glad they were at least a little bit different. I was afraid they might be exactly the same. So oh, I'm glad you did a poem. That's very <laughs> helpful. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I do these things for you. And I'm glad that you made yours a review. <laughs> Since I just wrote a summary, kind of a review. Was it really a review? There I don't was know. some review elements at the end. Review is mine right? was strictly a summary. Well, you know what I take away from that. I was on a plane back from San Diego. I was going to say we covered all the bases. Oh, that too. (laughs) But we did it quickly. Uh And that's the part that matters. I know. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Testing, testing. Is your microphone turned on? Oh, probably not. Perfect. 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 This season, we did something new. We elected to uh, choose a winner or a loser for each episode. And then, thanks to you, we had uh, at least some kind of Southern representation in there. So we've dubbed it the butterer of our biscuits or the server of our lumpy gravy. The butter <laughs> It's a Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> um, so what I thought we could do in this case is look at, like, uh, which three episodes buttered our biscuits this season and, like, maybe a headline for each of those, and then we'll do the same for gravy. Sounds Lumpy great. gravy. Not Sounds like gravy. gravy. But so. smooth gravy. Smooth. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so tell me, uh, who, which, excuse me, which three episodes buttered your biscuits and, like, a headline reason why? Okay. So episode four, Getting Married and Eating Dirt, mm-hmm. 
I just so loved the concept of Bernice getting married. Mm-hmm. And then to the person that she was supposed to get married to. It's like the male equivalent of Bernice, right? They definitely had some uh, some things in common. They were both quirky, yeah. at the very least. Very quirky. They each had a quirk. And I thought that was just a stroke of genius. So I really enjoyed that episode. I also really liked episode 10, Mr. Bailey. Okay. Um, so we talked a lot this season, especially. I don't remember touching on this in previous seasons, but I really enjoyed the absurd. Like ridiculousness that makes no sense but still somewhat grounded in reality and I feel like this episode was the definition of that like nonsensical how did a cat wind up inheriting these things and these women now have to decorate for him but also when they dig into the fine details it seems reasonable and it sort of makes sense but it was Mm -hmm. just so crazy and silly and I really liked that Um, and then I think my last one's going to be controversial Mm -hmm. for you I know what it's going to be Episode 21, mm-hmm. <laughs> The Last Humorously Dressed Bellboy in America. Mm-hmm. I know you had strong feelings and not the good kind, but I really, really liked it. I thought it was very funny. Well, I mean, but you just said it. You like all the absurd episodes and every single one that you mentioned is like pretty half cocked. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's some consistency there, no? A time or two people have described me that way. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true. I think that's probably true. For me. So don't be stepping into my territory. Um, Okay. So mine were episodes 2, 5, and 19. Episode 2, The Candidate. So for me, I really enjoyed this impassioned speech that we get from Julia when she runs for local office. One so beautifully written and flawlessly delivered that it brings tears to my eyes every time I watch it. She puts articulation to the same combination of frustration and deep love that I have for this country. So it really hits me in all the right ways. Mm -hmm. Um, A sad bonus for its resonance all these years later. Mm Episode 5, His Big Hoss and Little Fossey. Oh, I knew that would be one of your tops. This is probably my very favorite episode of the season. One of your tit tops. Tit tops. <laughs> Just a damn funny episode. Mary Jo's confidence edging on aggression from trying out different breast implant sizes is what I need in my daily life. <laughs> Bonus here, because we finally get a Mary Jo-centric episode where Annie Potts gets to show us her world-class comedic chops instead of the emotional notes that we typically get from the episodes where she finally gets to be at the center of them. Mm. It feels like it's always like, you know, focusing on like her being a mom or problems with the kids or problems with her ex. And, and it always has like, everybody else gets all of the funny bits. Mm. And in this one, we got to see her be funny and it felt like it was a little bit of a better sharing around um, among four really incredible actors in all, in all truthfulness. Um, and then it would be great if we got more Anthony-centric episodes, for that matter. Final one is The Women of Atlanta. LVT doing what she does best, tackling something truly terrible, like the over-sexualization and minimization of women in the workplace, while making us laugh like hell along the way. Julia's explosion over being asked to suck on pearls for a magazine spread about women-owned businesses in Atlanta was both hilarious and well-deserved. It felt like she was speaking for all of us. Bonus for the love letter style uh, montage to Atlanta at the end. Hmm. So those are my three. What about the uh, lumpy gravy for you? Uh, Episode 22, which we just covered, Julia drives over the First Amendment. We covered it in depth, but 
boy, that one really didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. It's the only one under a three I had all season. Um, episode six, Hard Hats and Lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one that had that whole setup where um, Charlene encouraged Bill to sow his wild oats. And then she got all bent out of shape when he did. <laughs> and it was just like, I guess it had to happen. I guess they had to have some sort of something in their relationship. But it was just such a stupid setup. Yeah. Not absurd and silly, just stupid. Yeah. So. And then the last one that was not one of my favorites was episode 13, One Sees, The Other Doesn't. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So this is the one where Suzanne starts dating a client who's blind. I had to look back. Um, so I looked at all my scores when we did the last segment where we looked at ratings. Um, and I looked at some of the lowest scores. And that's sort of how I came to the lumpy gravy ones. And then I refreshed my memory on why I didn't like them. Right. On this one. My notes were pretty clear that this episode was cheesy. And it, as I thought about it more and started like sort of watching clips of it again, it is very cheesy. There's very much like after school moment kind of feeling. Um, and then it set up this relationship, which we're never going to talk about again, which could have been this really beautiful, wonderful thing, but it just serves this one moment in time. And then we move on. And I think I've mentioned ad nauseum that that is one of the no-nos in my TV books is to talk about something and then never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. So, uh, you understood. Those were my threesies. Well, mine were episodes six. So we do have one in car in, in Carmen, um, in common, and then also fourteen and twenty one. So hard hats and lovers. Uh, so that's a crossover for our list. I couldn't fall for this half hearted attempt to bring drama to Charlene and Bill's relationship. I think I actually don't like. It doesn't need that. Like this is a workplace comedy. So I, I like more than anything, we spend more time in sugar bakers than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, would love for them to go outside that room, but they don't a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like it's probably okay to not have drama unless the drama makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Odell, or episode 14, love the setup, mm-hmm. didn't care for the execution of these rural star-cross lovers. Oh. That's when Charlene's brother comes to town. Mm-hmm. Odell. <laughs> and then uh, the last humorously dressed bellboy in America... Sorry, episode 21. We do have crossover. I was going to say, we have crossover, just opposite. Opposite list. I thought this might happen. But, oh boy, my season low. I just could not with our guest star who played the one and only Reggie MacDawson. Just was not for me. Just a darn delight, huh? Just delightful. Uh, yes, just delightful to turn that off. Um, <laughs> and that's it for the lumpy gravy. I'm going to test our audio right quick. Okay, let's test, test. Testies away. Testies. You and the testies, always with the testies. Testies. Testos. Testos. <laughs> All right, so we've covered our favorite parts of this season as far as the show goes. And our least favorite parts of the season as far as the show goes. But maybe we could talk a little bit about the podcast itself. This is always, always for our last two seasons. This has been one of my favorite parts of our finale finale is to talk about our favorite memories from the show behind the show. So the podcast, as we're pulling it together, what are our favorite memories? So why don't we just share them? Let's do top three, and we'll just share them back to back. Okay. You can just mock me relentlessly. Well, I can't help but laugh because there's a spot of light. (laughs) One? It's just like one eyeball. (laughs) Everywhere I turn. So it makes you look like uh, the villain character. (laughs) 
<laughs> Especially since your eyes are so blue. <laughs> what if I just put an eye patch over? I feel like be better. <laughs> then you definitely wouldn't look like a villain. But I just wait. I'm waiting for you to like beam me. <laughs> And then also I feel bad because like I tried so hard to put something up to keep light out of your eyes and it doesn't so matter. So close. It doesn't right matter. There. So one of my favorite parts of the season <laughs> was our date night to see the Designing Women play. We had a nice little dinner. We stayed out a little later than bedtime. Of course, we had to record the next day, which was a little bit of a grind. Well, but all in all, it, it was really fun. I told great. you that night I hadn't been out to like a... An in-town dinner, and I couldn't tell you how long. Like, maybe one or two in the last couple of years. But it just felt like such a special little treat. It was wonderful. nice. It was. Are we going to toss this back and forth? Tit for tat. Well, so the first thing I want to say is that I really, I didn't look back through anything before I did this exercise. I did it straight from memory. Okay. You know, the old memory banks. What could I pull my own without having to remind myself? Because to me, that means they really were the most important things. I feel like you're setting me up to be like, and I couldn't remember a thing. (laughs) And the whole thing was dog poop. No. Um, my number one is the same as your number one. Oh, funny. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I called it our podcast on the road. Our first podcast on the road. And I call it a date night. I don't know why. I called it a girl's night. We can call it a date night. I'm fine with that too. Date night. I don't understand. Um, we should have gone to Amore Amore then because <laughs> that looked like a date night spot. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it was just, it was nice to get out of this makeshift podcast room. <laughs> And do something in the wild. Just like we're always giving feedback to designing women. Get out of sugar bakers, ladies. Get out of sugar bakers. Um, uh, But also I thought the other thing that was nice was to see uh, designing women fans in real life. Oh, huh. And and how much the show and the characters mean to them. I thought that was really special. And by that, I mean like that they're like, they're leaving the house. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to do something. I mean, on um, a Friday night, not firing up, not firing up Netflix or like, well, I think that's what I mean. It's like, there's so much content at our fingertips now. We don't have to go to the movie theaters. We don't have to go into the theaters often. I'm not saying I'm for that. I'm just saying that's really the way the world has turned, especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. So I think doing that, buying a ticket, going into the theater, um, dealing with Atlanta traffic, all of those things, it tells me that you really care about something, you know? I do know. And also, I just thought that theater was really cute. Yeah, And I will was. continue to say that every time for Horizon Theater. Yeah. S- super cute venue. It was really cute. Um, I-, I took over social media management for a little while while you were out of town this year. You did. That's true. That was a very fun experience for well, me. Well, I don't think that people know that I'm in charge of the social media. I know. Media. I feel like we need to be a little more clear about that because uh, every time Selena's out of town, I have this instinct to like chime in and show like, <laughs> what is it really like when Selena's not around to keep the ship together? Because me trying to figure out how to do Instagram stories or reels, God help me, it just like the, the wheels come off. It takes me about 14 tries to do anything. Well... Is that Nikki's fault or is that Instagram's Instagram fault? Instagram does not love us. It's very glitchy. Um, but that was really fun for me. It was sort of a, um, you know, every now and then I have an idea while we're recording or thinking about a segment. I have this idea that sort of crystallizes in my mind and, and that becomes like 
I will do that one. But for the most part, yeah, Selena kind of keeps the trains running on that. And I still have to admit, I don't understand Facebook. That's still very challenging to me because of the way the accounts are set up. Not that anybody listening to this cares, but Instagram is really fun to get in and play with reels and think of creative ways to do things. And so that was sort of a fun way to challenge my brain differently. Um, And a constant struggle I have is staying present and being like right here, right now. And I feel like managing the social media requires that to an extent Hmm. because you have to know what's going on. Like we record these episodes in advance, which we have talked about before. So I don't always remember exactly everything we covered in that episode. So I have to refresh my memory. And then um, like I'm not great. I don't take a lot of pictures of food. I'm not very good about pulling my camera out when we're out on family excursions or whatever. That's a Kyle thing. So remembering to be present and take all those moments in in that way, uh, it was a real struggle for me. Hmm. But rewarding as well. So that was fun. Well, good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I did. Um, and also, it was super helpful because I was kind of gone a long time. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> and that would have been – that was a time difference. That would have been yeah. really hard. That's, my thing with vacation is like when you go on vacation, I want anybody to be able to go on vacation. And you can't be on vacation if you're doing things back home. It just doesn't work that way. That's not vacation. Yeah. it's so. I mean, it sort of depends. Like I don't mind – like and in, in just so for, for clarity's sake, I don't um, – I wasn't the kind of person that took pictures of food and did all of that. That just yeah. that's not my personality. So that has been a real um, sea change for me, um, and exercising a different part of my brain to like pay attention to things like that in the moment and see what might be possible or interesting or just be. Because I think at the end of the day, that's a lot of what we try and share is just pretty things or yeah. fun things or look how I saw this southern thing out in the wild, right? You know, and and try and uh, cue up my mind for that. It doesn't always work. <laughs> doesn't always work and anyone who wonders why content creators make the money that they make they have not tried doing it themselves because it is a lot of work it is a lot of storyboarding in your head it is a lot of trying things and failing at things and trying something different next time and keeping up with trends because the algorithm changes literally weekly um it's a lot but it was a it was a fun experience for me so when I think back on the season I think about those couple of weeks well, that's good. Um, my second one was extra sugars. This might sound lame. I think it was extra sugars last time too. But I mean, the truth is, it's like, I just love to learn. So whether it's you going and preparing to tell us about Southern National Parks, or I'm like, I love it when you're preparing things. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like, you know, different Southern wedding traditions that we should know about, but don't know anything about or whatever. Like that's all very interesting to me. I just like to add things to the old arsenal. So, um, there's that side of it, but the other side is doing extra sugars myself and, uh, being able to dig into things that I'm personally passionate about. So this year looking at things like self-defense or workers' rights or the long-term impact of, um, Southern stereotypes, like born out of the Hatfields and Hatfields and McCoys, like those kinds of things, um, have been uh, like a little bit of a fascinating journey for me. I like to get a wrinkle on the old brain, not on the face. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like I have enough wrinkles, not on the face. I don't need any more of those. <laughs> How about number three? So we had 
and I, I don't know if this is tacky or not, but I'm going to own it. We have a few really big successes for the podcast itself this year. Um, we hit some really big download milestones. We saw some really good um, engagement from listeners. Um, so like I was thinking specifically about um, listener Colleen who reached out because she got to go to Little Rock and she saw the Designing Women house. Um and so she sent us some pictures. It was and so thoughtful. It was really thoughtful. Yeah. And it's really fun to hear from people who are just like, it's pretty much like they're here in the room with us because mm-hmm. they were, it's so intimate to listen to a podcast. You put your headphones in and you listen to these voices on the other end. And they're people we don't know, but it's nice to feel like they're part of our circle of trust. Connected or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's part of the reason we started doing this. And so it was just really rewarding this year to every DM we get and every email we get. I like scramble for because I just find them so exciting to hear that we've resonated with someone enough that they take that extra step to switch from the podcast screen to the email screen or to the Instagram screen and type out a message. It's just really nice. And so I think between that, between the milestones we hit this year, it just was a really big season for us. Right. Or even like people we know yeah, who reach out. I think sometimes I'm, I'm not sure that that's not um... – the same level of compliment. It's true because yeah. I don't have a single friend in my like friend group that loves the show Designing Women. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. They, it like predates a lot of them or they didn't have the same experience we did where our moms watched it and sort of passed it down to us. Mm-hmm. So this just not when they have free time to watch TV, they're not going to watch Designing Women because there's like you said earlier, there's so many other things competing for attention, mm-hmm. but they still listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and they still say like, I heard this segment or um, saw you do this thing on social media. And it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is really, really nice. Um, my number three is recording days. Yes. Sometimes the preparation for the episodes and the day itself is hard at the end of a long work week. But seeing everything come together has been so satisfying. Yeah. Um, and, and just like, because sometimes it feels like a little bit of a grind just because it's like, I mean, it's work, Mm -hmm. it's, it's rewarding work, but it's work. But like seeing that, like, I can tell that it has some, some days it's made our day better. Mm -hmm. Um, when I see the weight of the world on both of us some days, I can't, I mean, that's a good feeling to see that turn around right here in this room, right downstairs in the kitchen, like eating something delicious, um, you know, and, or like just doing something fun, like having these themed recordings, you know, we did, I did the bachelorette party one Mm -hmm. and you and I throwing, confetti over our heads and just like running around like idiots downstairs and like it makes me feel like young and free in a way that hardly anything else in life has the ability to do anymore in a way that that neck crick that permanent neck crick won't allow you to you mean how my back went out two weeks ago and I couldn't get up out of the bed that was cool yeah um you know or eating s'mores in a tent in my backyard There's no other reason I would do that. It's something I would say I would do. I would look at Casey for like two years and be like, you know what we should do? We should just throw up the tent in the backyard. But I'll never do it because there's never like a like a catalyst. Sure. You know? The couch is a lot more comfortable. The couch is right there and yeah. there's no mosquitoes. That's but, true. But like we we did it. We did those things and it was a real joy. Um, and the truth is, is that what anyone listening to this show needs to know is that Nikki is always game for the nonsense that I suggest. 
I'm so thankful for you <laughs> and your good attitude about it all and the chance to be creative. It's fun. And the last shout out that I want to give is that right now, while my downstairs is in complete tatters and the only thing I could offer her is a cube of cheese and an olive. Um, I told her that I would get together like a deli tr- meat tray or something for us. And she offered to bring food for the recording today and uh, said, I can't promise anything fancy and brought nothing but fancy things, um, <laughs> including piping on cream cheese onto the top, beautifully onto the top of cucumbers and um, making buffalo chicken on celery. And I'm not extra. The cream cheese needed to be piped on that way so that it would taste good. If I had just slathered it on there, it wouldn't have tasted as good. That's, that's, you made the right call. You eat with your eyes. And then also Thanksgiving meatballs and she brought along delicious Christmas snacks and to get us started off in the holiday weight gain. And I mean season. <laughs> and just because I can't stop eating it. Um, and just all these wonderful things and thank you for being so kind and thank you for being so thoughtful and I just appreciate you. Thank you. So maybe we should have a runner-up number four, which is our gratitude for one another because doing a podcast with someone is a lot of work and it is a true... We I had a friend reach out to say our social media game was on point and I told him, it's a true labor of love. Selena works really hard on it. And that's what the podcast is. It's a real labor of love. Like, we are not making millions off this guy. We're not making dollars off of this. We're really not making much at all. Um, We're doing this because it's fun for us and we want to connect and create a community with people. And there's only one person I think I could do it with. Stop it. (laughs) There's no crying in podcasting. She's emotional about her kitchen being in tatters. How to get a coffee pot upstairs. <laughs> it's been a very dramatic day, guys. <laughs> but not a dramatic season. It's been a great, rewarding season. Yeah, well, thank you. I wish I had champagne to pop right now. <laughs> you just just add it in, in post. I'll put it in post. <laughs> no problem. We'll do it live. You know, so I, I guess that was one piece of it. So for me, I feel like I'm almost... Hold on. <laughs> MTV. So they were there covering it. <laughs> I'm noticing this in the playbacks of these. Like, I have I, two things to tell you. I, a and D. Yeah, it's happening to me a little bit lately. 37, guys. I tell Casey all the time. You're looking forward to a good future. We spend a significant amount of time, the both of us, mining the episodes for three things. 80s or otherwise dated references, Southern references, and references we either had to look up or, like, we just need to talk about it. Right. Because, you know, it excites us. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you would enjoy that framing. (laughs) Um, So for this segment, we're going to see how well this information stuck. Uh Uh-oh. Nikki. Uh Uh-oh. Nikki Mays. What? I've selected a curated list of references and turned them into a rendition of Are you game? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes? Am I? I was just trying to leave some space for the song. Oh, right. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I'm ready.
start with the 80s references. Okay. Which of these were referenced most in season three? Newspapers, landlines, writing letters, or checks, as in for banking? Oh, my gosh. Newspapers? Landline. Oh, you're guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going back through the list. <laughs> no. Newspapers? Landlines? <laughs> Are you going to do this? Writing checks? <laughs> It is checks. Ah, that's what I thought. But they're all like, uh, just to be clear, checks was referenced three times, and then newspapers, landlines, and writing letters were all referenced in two episodes apiece. So they weren't far off, but uh, writing checks was our winner. Okay. Next up. Rousing start. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of self flagellation later on. (laughs) You got this one. You got this one. Southern references. Okay. Let's start with the softball, shall we? Let's do it. We spent not one, but two episodes talking about the Peabody. What is it? Where is it? And why were we so interested? It's a hotel. Mm-hmm. It's in Tennessee. Where in Tennessee? I'm getting there. Call oh, yourself. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel like it's Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say Nashville, but then I was like, nope, that was the Graceland episode. And it's important because it's old, but also they have ducks. You're doing great. <laughs> I sweated my way through <laughs> that one. <laughs> Those they are ducks in the lobby, right? That's right. And they do like the Peabody March once a day or something. They're the Peabody ducks and they do a march, yes. And we're on like the fifth generation of them. Something like that. Yep. There was some math. There that, was math involved. There, there was, I got made fun of for. Um, okay. And it stuck with me. There, see? Because I made fun of you. That Well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, everyone has a role to play. Number two. The big chicken wasn't always a KFC, which we discussed this season after it was rep- referenced in episode seven. What was it before? Bonus if you can remember the actual name of the establishment. <laughs> you got nothing. Nope. Now, a really big hint is that it's currently a KFC. It's not that different before. It was a fa- it was a chicken restaurant, right? Yeah, but I don't remember the name. It was I don't I can barely pronounce it, and I'm looking at it. Uh oh. But it was Johnny Reb's Chick Chuck and Shake restaurant. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I never would have gotten that. It, they featured Dixie Fried Chicken by the Sacks. <laughs> <laughs> and scene by the Sack. By the box or by the barrel, a barrel of chicken barrel. was 21 pieces for four seventy five. And I guarantee you, if you go back and you listen to episode seven, you'll hear Nikki go, <laughs> ride around barrel. <laughs> well, first it's sack, then barrel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this time, because I, I screwed it up, it was sacks. <laughs> um, and who among us doesn't want some sacks full of chicken? <laughs> All right, and then the very last one is the Hyatt Regency in downtown Atlanta was referenced in episode 15, Full Moon. What feature makes it so unique? Oh, no. Oh, but this one should be easy because you live around here. Ah, (laughs) the Hyatt Regency, what feature? Do you want some hints or do you want to take a minute? Give me hints. Give me, give me hints. Okay. So if you look across the Atlanta skyline. And oh, I, it's the rotating restaurant on top? Yep. And that ro- rotating, re- not rotating. Just restaurant on top. One. Yes. And it, it's a specific color. 
And you really see it in the Atlanta skyline. You're thinking about the West End with the rotating top. You can't actually see that the in the skyline. Yeah, you can't see that. But you can see this. It looks kind of like a spacecraft. It's blue. You got it. And it is Yep. the Polaris. That's what I said. I know it is. I was going to get there and you just talked right over me. <laughs> Excuse me. It was right there on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> It's right there on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The Polaris and it's blue. Yep. That all sounds familiar. That checks out. Yep. You're right. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to get a live fact check. <laughs> Finally, we're going to talk about references we need to talk about. Talking okay. about them. About. <clears throat> Bless about. And that's right. In episode 10, Mr. Bailey, one of your favorite episodes, uh-huh. which of Mrs. Carver Whitehead's collectibles would fetch the most money? Is it the 1921 Alaska license plate, the Haskell's Minnow fishing lures, or the Stife teddy bears? I'm pretty sure this was my segment. And I'm pretty sure I don't remember. Stife teddy bears. Um, Lies. Nope. I lied. Mm-mm. What Fish- part of a segment either? Fishing lure. We just talked about we it. We just talked about it. Okay. Yeah. Fishing lure? Nope. You got it. Yep. Stop. That's what I said. <laughs> It's the fishing lure. The fishing lures in 2003, one surfaced and went for $101,200. That's compared to $40,000 for an original 1904 Stife teddy bear and $60,000 for the Alaskan license plate. Which was exchanged in a parking lot, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, at Wendy's or something? Yep. See, look at that. I should have asked you that. But you that feels that. like in the weeds. So That's right where but I But you remember it. <laughs> I don't remember much, but I do remember Wendy's French fries, um, which I do too. In a frosty. In a frosty. In a frosty. That's right. Episode 12, The Judies, referenced two pretty iconic novel-to-movie adaptations. Which came first, The Stepford Wives or Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Good job. Bonus if you know the years. 1967. What's the second one, though? What's the second one what? So they're... Oh. <laughs> Have you confused yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot already I gave you the names. <laughs> Sorry, you're guessing that that's the year for the body snatchers, though? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's that's incorrect. But also... <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. Stupid. I can't even remember what I just asked, so don't take it as a slam. Um, can you take a guess for Stepford Wives? 72. You got it. Nuh-uh. You got it. And it's 1954 for the Body Snatchers. You know, I said 60-something, and then I was like, but maybe the 50s? Well, the Body Snatchers was also, a, there was also a, a remake at some point, but um, we were just going with the very first one. So Sounds good to me. Because also with the Stepford Wives, there was a remake. Yeah. All right. Final question. Okay. In episode 19, The Women of Atlanta, Suzanne says, this photographer better not turn out to be any kind of cheesecake. What does she mean by that term? Not a cheese ball. Not a and cheese not ball. a beefcake. I remember those two things. Yeah, there you go. Cheesecake was gosh darn it, I can remember it like it was yesterday. You were sitting right there. I was sitting right here. My computer was in front of me. You were on planet Earth. Was I though? Well good question. Cheesecake. Oh my gosh, I don't remember, Selena. It's all right. Wild cheesecake has fallen out of use. 
It refers to images of appealing, scantily clad women. And it is similar to beefcake, which is used to describe men displayed or photographed for having an attractive, muscular physique. It was misplaced. I feel like I remember. But he better not turn out to be a cheesecake. Mm-hmm. A scantily clad woman. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. That's why I don't remember it. That's what it is. <clears throat> um, so. So are we done? We're are done. we ready to move on to season four? Ready as we'll ever be, I guess. So we're going to take a couple weeks off. Yeah, I think I'm looking right. to you to confirm. Oh, okay. Uh, then Sorry. We'll be back. <laughs> We'll be back with our traditional special episode, which is typically where one of us watches a movie we either haven't seen before or haven't seen in a while, and then report back to the show. That one's always a fun episode for us to record. And this season, we're going to poll the audience. By the time you listen to this, the poll will be over. Um, But if you follow us on social media, you'll have a chance to weigh in and help us choose the show or movie that we're going to watch this year. Yes. (laughs) So this is your reminder. If you're not following us on social media, go ahead and do it because we like to do fun things like this from time to time with our social media followers. Don't lose out. (laughs) Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. Email SweetTeaTVPod at gmail.com. And our website is www.SweetTeaTV.com. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to us and visit the support us page on our website for other ways to support the show. So Patreon, stick around for a little bit longer this week. We've got an exclusive extra sugar for you. Um, We're going to talk about Pam Norris, who stepped into more of the writing role this season um, on the show, and a little bit about what happened behind the scenes on season three of Designing Women. So I will say a sincere thank you to everyone for tuning in for season three, for your questions and your interest and your kind words friends, other listeners of the show that we don't know in real life, but um, feel like friends now. It really just means a lot to us. It's a real morale boost sometimes um, to get a message from folks. Did you want to say anything? No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, I just want to echo those same things. It's just, um, it's been a, a, a pleasure interacting with folks on the Designing Women Facebook fan pages and um, uh, getting to see the love for the show. Uh, and we're just enjoying getting to hear from folks. I mean, it's just, um, it just helps make things uh, a little bit more crystal clear for why we're doing what we're doing and, and why we're here. Because again, we just, if you haven't gone back ever, and if you just kind of jumped in somewhere in the show at the very beginning, what we said is like the world was hard in 2020. And if we could do one thing just to put something light into the world, that's what we wanted to do. So every now and then I will just get on here and talk about the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real thing. But we do talk about real things. Um, um, and just and just thank you. Thank you a million times, and we look forward to spending more time with you. So what do you say, Selena? One more time for good measure? Well, I guess we'll see you around the bend. That pos- <laughs>